Get Brian Mudd. Download your iHeartRadio app and turn up News Radio 610 WIOD. I have nightmares. I could not sleep the last three nights. I have still families leaving there. And I have my brother, my sister, my niece, who has just graduated from high school and wanted to be a dentist. Her dream is destroyed. She was crying and like, what will happen? The hard work that she did. Afghan woman talking about the reality on the ground now in Afghanistan with the Taliban back in control, with Sharia law being re-implemented. It was interesting. I forget who I was listening to, and, and they made a really good point recently that you, you have, especially some you know younger girls and, and younger women, because of the the Taliban not having been in charge, you have some, you know, a, a generation and a half really of of Afghan women that, that didn't know different. They didn't know, you know, what the, the tyranny was under Sharia law, and, and here they go. And so, on this particular note, and we've talked all throughout the week about some of the efforts going on to try to rescue people in harm's way, uh, Americans left behind, or Afghanis that were promised safe passage. There's another dynamic too, and. And so we're about to talk about that. So from Glenn Beck and his Nazarene Fund to Jay Redman and the Pineapple Express, joining us now is Mandy Arialdo, who is with an organization uh, that is called Mothers of Preschoolers, or MOP, and have long worked to try to help uh, young children and, and uh, active right now in this Afghanistan situation. Mandy, thank you so much for taking the time with us. So good to be with you. Thanks for having me. So tell us in, in real time what's going on in Afghanistan. Yeah, the plight of women and children right now in Afghanistan is dire. Their lives changed completely overnight. And that's why we are grateful to get the, to do the work that we do in closed countries. So MOPS works in 71 countries, some of which are closed countries. And we provide practical training as a way to raise up women as leaders in their country, even if it's covertly. And so what that might look like for us right now on the ground is it's not something that I've heard discussed on the news, but the Taliban does not allow women to visit male doctors. They also don't allow women to be educated to become doctors. So there is essentially this huge gap in healthcare for women and young girls under this new leadership. And so one way that we might provide practical help to moms is to train them as doulas so that they can deliver each other's babies safely or as trauma nurses, because news reports are saying that Afghan women and girls will be married off. I use that in quotes to Taliban fighters. But the truth is, this isn't marriage. It is rape and enslavement. And so women need trauma care to deal with the physical and emotional wounds. And so that is one way that um, we can be on the ground training moms in creating immediate underground action and resistance for these women who have had their lives changed overnight it's heartbreaking to hear and uh grateful for the work that you're doing you know we had hear, heard reports that you know because women aren't allowed to to be educated for example that uh, you know there are instances of, of women that were educated that were burning any evidence of of education and basically undoing what they had accomplished at this point in life that's exactly true um, I dropped my son off at college a few weeks ago and saw all these young people who were thrilled to get to pursue their passions in education. And 
I am juxtaposing that now with the fact that women in Afghanistan, just like you said, are burning their diplomas and degrees so that the Taliban doesn't execute them for being educated. And women can't leave their homes without a male accompanying them. They can't work. They can't laugh, literally can't laugh in public, uh, can't polish their nails, can't wear sandals. And yet what motivates me is that the strides made by women over the past two decades have been dramatic. Nearly 40% of women have gone to college. And the fact is you can't uneducate millions of people. And even if women are isolated behind their walls and aren't allowed into the streets, what I know about women and moms in particular is that they're resilient and that they will educate their kids and cousins and neighbors in a way that wouldn't have happened 25 years ago. It's exponential impact. And so when this situation seems bleak, I'm so motivated by the fact that, like I said, you can't uneducate millions of women. Speaking to Mandy Ariotto, the CEO of Mothers of Preschoolers, or MOP, for people who are, are listening to you and they're like, well, we didn't even know your organiz- organization existed, uh, give us a little bit of an idea. You mentioned you're working in over 70 countries. What is a, a normal course of action for MOP? Yeah, so we work with moms all over. We resource them and provide practical training and really help them to be better moms. Um, better versions of themselves. We have to help them with education and job training. And so we even have groups that meet here in the U.S. We have a large presence um, of moms who come together and just help each other be better moms. And so you can find a group in your area or learn about our work overseas at mops.org. And in terms of resources, what does that look like? Are you, uh, you know, needing you know, typical fundraising? Are there other ways that people can support as well? Yeah, we do do typical fundraising and welcome that. We also have a membership model where moms can become members, and that's over half our budget. So that's a huge way if you want to become a member and get all of our great monthly resources that you can actually help moms overseas by being a MOPS member here in the U.S. Yeah, just uh, you know, thinking back to Afghanistan, how is it that you're able to communicate with people? We'd heard about some of the lines of communication that were being limited now with the Taliban back in control. How's, how does that look? Um, it's very, very difficult, and a lot of it is people who are crossing borders. And I can't talk a lot about the work that we do in those countries, but I would say the people on the ground are phenomenal and brave and doing such courageous work that it's inspiring to me every day to see these people who are putting the, their lives on the line to uh, care for women and children in Afghanistan That's and inc- around the world. It's incredible. Uh, you know, what are, where are some of the other countries of, of greatest need? Yeah, I would definitely say we're seeing a lot just in the Middle East right now, obviously. Um, there's other It's very tricky for me. I can't really talk about the countries that we work in that, okay. that have the greatest need. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. I, I understand and I uh, absolutely stand in, in admiration of the work that you and, and your entire organization is doing. So may God bless you and your effort. Thank you very much. Thanks so much. Again, that is Mandy Ariodo. The organization Mothers of Preschoolers, or MOP. Today's Q&A of the day, how much of Florida's summer COVID-19 surge has actually come from visitors? I finally have answers on this. We'll get to them next right here on the Bright Mud Show, News Radio 610 WIOD.